Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to another episode of 219 Green Connect. I'm your host, Kathy Sipple, and on this channel, we explore ideas about green living and fresh ideas here in Northwest Indiana. I have a very special guest today, somebody who I've had the pleasure of knowing professionally for a, a while. I, I can't even remember exactly when we first encountered one another. I think it might have been when you were in Hi, tourism. <laughs> 20 yeah. years could very well be. It, it seems about right. But who I have with me today is Becky Jeskoviak, and she is with a really cool project called Chautauqua. Chautauqua. I've been practicing that so I wouldn't screw it up, and you can fix it if I did it wrong. Chautauqua in the dunes. And I became aware of it because Becky was very encouraging to me uh, with some of the nature photos that I had been posting and she had this really cool uh, art exhibit opening just the other day up at the Indiana Dune State Park called Exhibit B, and it's going on for quite a bit longer. So there's going to be a way where people can go and see it in person, and she'll tell you more about the end dates for that, and you can also take a look at it online. Um, well, you know what, let me just get that link out there in case people drop off and don't get to the end. <laughs> if you, or if you just want to look while you're listening, that would be even better. There's a shortened link. It's bit, like bit.ly, bit.ly forward slash dunes photo vote. So you'll see some beautiful nature photos there, including one from yours truly, but I am not even going to sway the vote. I'm not going to try to influence people to vote. But take a look at it, and you'll really get a feel for the exhibit that we're talking about. Hopefully it will inspire you to get up to the Indiana Dunes. Go take a look at it for yourself. But meanwhile, give your uh, favorite photo a vote, and if you have the ability, I am really encourage you to make a donation in any amount because this is just a great project that enriches our region a lot, and I'm really thankful to, to Becky and her volunteers and judges for putting this thing together. So anyway, that was a longer-than-usual intro, Becky, but I wanted to get the ask out of the way. <laughs> so let me turn it over to you, and can you just please tell us, like, how did this originate? I think you said you've been doing it for five years, and just some background about the movement. Yes, awesome. Thanks. Hi, everyone, and thank you, Kathy, for the invite to be uh, on your podcast. I, um, I have enjoyed watching your journey over the past uh, 20 years of knowing you, so um, it's, uh, it's an honor to be here. Um, I uh, started Chautauqua in the Dunes, and congratulations for saying it correctly. Um, Chautauqua in the Dunes five years ago. Um, what I wanted to do was bring the Chautauqua Institute experience um, that you would have when you go to the Chautauqua Institute in New York um, to the Indiana Dunes. Um, for anyone who's not familiar with the Chautauqua Institute, it is a uh, a beautiful setting right on the um, southeast uh, southwest uh, part of New York, and um, people go there. Typically, they spend a week there. People will spend all summer there, um, but it's kind of structured where in the morning you go and take a class or listen to a lecture, and then in the afternoon you do some recreation and um, maybe join in on some pickleball or um, learn how to uh, crochet. 
And then in the evening, uh, you have dinner with, you know, uh, a cohort of people and experience um, world-class entertainment. Um, so here in the dunes, you know, my background in, in the area is theater, and so I have a lot of connections to live performance. So that's kind of where we started. But what I really wanted to bring is that wraparound feel of the experiential and bringing various age groups together, um, multi-generational travel is really, you know, growing. Um, camping is, is huge, especially over the pandemic. Um, and so um, providing opportunities that people can learn about arts and culture and history and um economics and environment and all of that um, together in a group where everybody comes from a different background but comes to this experience with an open and willingness to learn and engage. Um, You know, five years ago, what I dreamed possible, um, the dream started eight years before that, um, finally came to fruition five years ago, and now um, we're five years later, and we've held about 50 different workshops and experiences, classes, um, performances. We've done theater at the beach. We've done, uh, we had a harpist play in the uh, Nature Center Auditorium, and the amazing um, echo and reverberation through there was um, amazing. Um, we did a drum circle out in the park um, under a full moon that was just um, inspiring. We did spooky stories with s'mores around a campfire. Um, we've done writing workshops and poetry, and we had a film screening. We've done lectures on and um, panel discussions on mental health and you know how you care for your your body, your mind, your soul, your spirit, all um, at the same time. And, and those are the four pillars of Chautauqua, um, mind, body, soul, and spirit. And so we really try to emphasize a different one of those with each kind of offering that we do. Um, so what started as a uh, one weekend a year, a, you know, a three-day longer weekend, um, has now morphed into a more year-round experience with, um, you know, short, uh, more workshop-style things or um, one-off performances. But really that experience, the underlying experience hasn't changed. That is so beautiful. I mean, I just had such a small little snippet into this vision, but it was very alive for me. And knowing that was just an edge makes me really want to, like, immerse myself more fully in these mm-hmm. storytelling and theater experiences. It's it's just really great. So how do you come up with, you know, what the project will be? Is it kind of driven by, you know, who who steps up? Or, you know, how how do these things get shaped? How can people help you? Yeah. Oh, I would love, love help. So um, currently um, we have an art director on our board and a humanities director. So we tend to uh, focus in those, uh, those two areas. Um, but we, um, we're also very mindful of 
living and being on land from our Native uh, American um, brothers and sisters. And, you know, we've had, you know, experiences in Native American, um, you know, um, herbs and um, use of natural pigments to create paint. Um, we've done, uh, like I said, all these writing experiences as well. Um, but history is a, is a big thing we focus on too. So we've done some kind of reenactment kinds of things. Um, we used to fall, when, we, when it was a one-weekend event, we would be in concert with the state park um, History Comes Alive weekend. And so it was um, like um, an educational offshoot of it, and we did like a historical maker space where people would come and learn historical crafts like lacing and um, peg dolls and, and things like that that you don't typically find at craft shows, you know, these days. Um, so that was that was great fun. But honestly, um, our, our board kind of sits around. That's how funny. We sit around and discuss. No, we sit around and discuss um, for the upcoming year, like what what the focus wants to be. Is it is it going to be a more art focused year or a more history focused year? And um, the year we are in now um, is around uh, this word B, and Exhibit B stands for, um, and that's the title of our photo exhibit right now, running through. Uh, the end of October 2023, um, but Exhibit B is our second actual art show, and it's a you know play on it's the second one B, and if we did letter B of bees and bugs and butterflies and birds and beaches and anything you would find in the Indiana Dunes region, but on the grander scale, the word for the year is becoming, and so we're looking at things, you know, taking a new shape, a new form. Um, so some of our upcoming uh, workshops, you know, we're going to use some art um, modalities that are about recreating. So uh, using collage, um, some mosaics, that kind of thing where it's taking something original and recrafting it into something else. Um, and then um, we've looked at, like, story and how um, how you tell your story is a part of how you become who you are and who you became and who you are becoming all played into that. So that's our big broader word of the year. I love it. I love it. Well, and I, I hope you don't mind, too, that if I just share a little bit why the word Chautauqua really, really piqued my interest, and I, I did share this with you, and you thought it was touching, too, so I'll go ahead. Uh, yeah, John Gibson, who is very beloved by Indiana's uh, environmental community, one of the co-founders of the nonprofit that I currently work for part-time um, called Earth Charter Indiana, he had designed kind of a multi-year curriculum for a project that he called Sustainable Indiana 2016, and I started working with him when I met him back in, I believe, 2012, um, but he had a vision for, by Indiana's bicentennial year, which was 2016, that we would have achieved a number of 
like sustainability initiatives and, and gotten some momentum going so that it would be like a tipping point for Indiana so that we would stop being kind of the worst ranked state in a lot of measurements and, mm-hmm. you know, go maybe not straight to the top, but like see really marked improvement and have a lot to celebrate. And we were really doing this like on a shoestring budget, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I, I loved it. I think he gave me like a seven-county area, and I'm I'm not trying to minimize what you know the offer was, but I think it was like a fifty-dollar a month stipend. He's like, here's here's the money to take people out for coffee around like a seven-county <laughs> area, and I was like, wow, he thinks I can do this, and and honestly, in a way, that is kind of why I started this podcast because it wasn't very helpful for me to be driving you know all over to try to meet people, but I thought I can't have one central place where I can ask people to tell their stories and then, you know, this can travel and then I'll invite people that have something, you know, that's part of the thread of his his vision. But he had, yeah, a 20-page um, grant design proposal and the first, like, 15 pages are peppered with this word, Chautauqua, and I, I had no idea, like, even what that was and what does art have to do with it and poetry and this and that and the other thing. But he even envisioned there being a green Chautauqua artistic manager hired. I mean, I'm reading right from page 14 of this document. It says, who will design performances, select and rehearse artists, and schedule events in consultation with the regional then called transition team. But basically, that's what I'm doing right now. It's kind of being the equivalent of that. So it's just so crazy that, like, without you knowing that script and without me knowing that you were doing that, like, we found each other and we're kind of doing exactly what he had on page 14. <laughs> so, I John, love, love that. Yeah, he did pass away a little while ago, but I just think, like, he must be smiling down, you know, from heaven that, like, this is happening and his vision is playing out. So I'm definitely going to tag people who were, were back, you know, with me in that Sustainable Indiana initiative and just to let them know that this is going on. So they're from all over the state, but hopefully if anybody's, in our area, which they very well may be, if you don't mind me dropping one other timely um, mention, we're going to be sponsoring Earth Charter Indiana's 8th Annual Climate Leadership Summit next Friday. Uh, this, the date of this recording is September 2, 2023, and the date of the, the Climate Leadership Summit, summit excuse me, will be Friday, uh, September 8th. So you can find out all about that on earthcharterindiana.org. Um, I don't want to take away from this, but it's just quite likely that people from all over the state will be coming to this area in this upcoming week, and they could go and experience a little bit of this Chautauqua and part of John Gibson's, you know, vision and his legacy. So I don't know if you even knew that that was happening next Friday, but it's just another that thing that makes amazing. I <laughs> I love every bit about that, and and in the same regard, um, I think I I saw mentioned there, but it is. In fact, that there are um, a Chautauqua Trail across the United States and Canada um, of these Chautauquas. Some have been around since Chautauquas were a thing in the 1890s to the 1920s, and some have, have come and gone, and um, there were many, many, many. But now there are, are about 30 of us that are members of this Chautauqua Trail um, some of which are in Indiana. You know, Wawasee um, actually just held the international conference last year for uh, the Chautauqua Trail members. So um, 
it is an exciting movement, um, and every Chautauqua is a little bit different. Uh, you'll have a different experience. Many are in a, um, a gated community or in a, um, you know, a place that you might call adult summer camp. You might have gathered that from the description I gave in the first place, but um, where people kind of go and take their family and generationally go year after year after year and make these, you know, long-term core memories. That sounds wonderful. I just really want to, like, somehow help build this to be more of a thing. I, another part of, you know, John Gibson's vision was that we don't really start caring about the environment unless we're experiencing it. And, you know, we have so many beautiful places uh, around here where people can go and experience nature, including the Indiana Dune State Park, one of my totally favorite places. But even beyond, you know, that, we've got the, the National Park and we've got many other you know, nature preserves that are stewarded by, like, Shirley Hines Land Trust and uh, Save the Dunes and county parks and yeah, there, city parks. There are, there are so many. I mean, we live in this just amazing area. I'm sorry. Oh, no, that, that's quite all right. But, you know, it, I go back sorry, to I his doctor. I was trying to avoid a, avoid a cough there. Um, oh, okay. So, yeah. Our, um, our first... Um, our exhibit that we did two years ago um, was, uh, you know, people could submit um, pieces that they had made under the theme of what it means to live at the intersection of labor and leisure. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, we worked on that, you know, kind of title and that feeling around this whole idea of juxtaposition. And that was the word that year. And while, you know, there's a steel mill right here, there is a, a world-renowned beach and flora and fauna system right here on the other side of the creek. I mean, literally. And yeah. people have no idea or um, understanding or value of that. And that, that's one of the, the things that I take from my, you know, tourism background is, you know, the amount of time we would spend encouraging people to visit the dunes, even those that live right here, you know, 5, 10, 20 minutes away, that had never been um, and don't value it. And, you know, they think of it as the beach for 4th of July. But it is vastly, vastly so much different. And it's so true about the, you don't, um, you don't value it until you experience it. And I remember this um, speaker we had um, back at a tourism conference, and they were, I believe it was, they were talking about um, when they were putting together the video, the park video for um, maybe Yellowstone or maybe Hawaii, and um, the first time they screened it, a little girl was in tears because she's like, Mommy, I accidentally stepped on that flower, and that flower's going to die, and we'll never have that flower again. And I was like, that is it. That is the key right there. You have just made a eco-champion for life who will care for those flowers and every other one. 
Um, yeah. Just by you know, using the power of story and emotion and visual imagery um, to make that point. 100%. I mean, and that was actually one of the year focuses leading up to the bicentennial year of 2016 was, and I can't remember which year now, it doesn't much matter, but it was Take to the Trails. And I have to tell you, believe it or not, I fell into the first camp being somebody who lived here and really thought the you know, state park was like the beach. I, It was when I was trying to live into this vision that I thought, well, if I'm supposed to be marketing it and engaging other people, I should probably like get out there and walk. <laughs> and I was yeah. walking on the beach not knowing that there was like a nature center and trails. And it was this man yeah. who kind of appeared on the dunes and like my husband and I were walking our dog and kind of curiously looking up over the dune. We call him our lucky leprechaun. He was like, oh, you're young. Get up here. Come up over the dunes. Check it out. We were out of shape. We didn't think we could. He was such a cheerleader, and I just couldn't believe this whole world that opened up to me that I had no idea of about, you know, the trails. And that's just one place in the state park. And and just one more thing before I turn it back to you because I want to let you be the main talker. You couldn't have even known about that juxtaposition of industry, but – I mean, I mean, you knew about it, obviously, but we're we're doing um, a film screening of Shifting Sands on the Path to Sustainability on Thursday oh, yeah. night mm-hmm. at IUN as a kickoff for the conference on Friday. And there's another film that I'm not familiar with called Liminal, but it's probably about something similar, that intersectionality. I don't know precisely, you know, the... Yeah. And we're going to have uh, some of the producers there from Shifting Sands available for a Q&A. And so that starts, um, doors open at 6 p.m. That's at the, um, you know, auditorium over at IUN. You can get tickets for that also. They're completely free yeah. for that for that event. If you just go to org and go to the Climate Leadership Summit info at the very bottom, it'll give you information about that screening. But, yeah, I just want everybody locally and people from across the state to know about how we're walking that delicate balance of industry and recreation, as you said. It's just such an important thing that we've got to to show and be proud of. It is. I love it. I love it. And um, I love what you're doing and and bringing bringing the the leaders of that together. My goodness, we need more and more conversation about it, not less. And, um, you know, creating synergies around um, moving the needle forward is, you know, um, in my consulting practice, one of my clients works in climate space and, and just the constant discussions around how do we move the needle forward? How do we, how do we change public perception? And how do, how do we make an impact when something's so broad, um, but it is that individual choice impact that each of us can make every single day that does make an impact. So. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, so as, as far as, I mean, kind of tying back to one of your earlier questions about how can people get involved, well, you know, we would love, 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 love your input. You know, go follow us on Facebook, uh, Facebook at um, Chautauqua in the Dunes, that's C-H-A-U-T-A-U-Q-U-A in the Dunes, and um, follow us, drop your comments, share what we're doing, um, share it to your network, and um, and then give us feedback about, you know, kind of what programming you would be interested in. Um, a, a lot of what I try to do is not 
have something that is directly already available. Like I want to fill gaps and um, bring people together. And so um, sometimes a suggestion about, you know, I I saw this great thing, can we do it here? Uh, Yes, in a a different way maybe. So like um, the exhibit we just closed at the state park was from the Smithsonian Institute Traveling Exhibition Service, and we had a whole um, display in the Nature Center uh, pollinators, and that's a big theme this year for the state park and, uh, you know, around the world, you know, save the bees, save the plants, save everything. Um, and so we were able to produce the, the panels of the exhibit um, so people could interact with it. We had an um, activity book. We had it translated into Spanish. Uh, the Smithsonian had the panels in Spanish, but we did audio Spanish so people who couldn't read or didn't want to read um, could have uh, access to it. So we're trying to provide those kind of wraparound and tangential pieces that bring all the groups together and create something different and unique. And that's um, one of the things that we do when we're at these Chautauqua Trail um, annual meetings is we each go around and say what, what's going well and what's, what's not. And what kind of, what does your Chautauqua stand for? And I regularly bring up this point, this kind of juxtaposition point about we have so much art, we have so much um, educational opportunity, we have so much history, but we're, we're trying to be the ones that bring those together and help artists talk to each other and photographers talk to artists and environmentalists talk to artists and historians talk to uh, photographers and and, and be that glue um, that is going to strengthen the fabric of our region. Yeah, I love that. I love that so much. I I just think you're providing such a service, whether people realize they need it or not, by filling in gaps once the gaps have been filled in, you know, I mean, I kind of called my podcast 219 Green Connect because I could see things that were out here. But it's like when you connect the green dots together, it lets people see the pattern that's always been there. Yeah. But sometimes they need that curation from somebody like you or, you know, picking that word, picking that focus. And I love that you just had a pollinator exhibit. I'm so bummed that I couldn't make it up there for it. Because we didn't rehearse any of this, but you, you might know from social media that I've been leading an initiative to get our region, uh, Lake, Porter, LaPorte, and Stark County really wanted to be a part of it too, to be the first um, wildlife habitat, multi-county wildlife habitat certified by the National Wildlife Federation. And I we are only 35 points away out of 750. and. Because Isaac Walton League of Porter County and Shirley Hines uh, just yesterday submitted uh, an application to get all of their nature preserves certified, we will have achieved this by the time the Climate Leadership Summit happens. And I'm leading, yeah. and so I'm leading a panel That's on awesome. nature-based climate solutions. And I just love how pollinators are so important, but people don't see that in the big picture of, well, why is that so important to climate? But it, it's, you know, if we don't have them, we we have really nothing. 
if we like exactly. to eat or anything. So, you know, again, I don't want to take the too much down that direction, but it's just so crazy how much in alignment our work is, and I think we should probably be talking much more frequently than just every few years. I think we have to be much more intentional, and yeah. I, I can see you're such a strong ally, and I'm just so glad that I now know more about the depth of what you're working on, and I hope other people will really become curious, and you know, maybe some artists or musicians that want to be a part of it, or you know, somebody that knows a great grant yep. support this. Yeah, we are very we are very grant funded, and I do need to say thank you to the Indiana Arts Commission and Social Arts and uh, Indiana Dunes Tourism for their support of the photo exhibit that is currently going on, as well as the pollinator exhibit um, that just happened. And um, just as a sneak peek, you you can um, go back uh, in our history of our Facebook page and check out the pollinator exhibit if you so please. <laughs> Thank you for that. And I know we're almost out of time. We're hearing our little probe that says we need to wrap it up. But uh, thank you for joining us for another episode of 219 Green Connect. Again, I'm your host, uh, Kathy Sipple, and my guest today has been Becky from Chautauqua in the Dunes. And if you didn't vote yet, at the beginning of this episode, we gave you the link to do so. It's bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash dunes photo vote. Or if you can, get on up to the Indiana Dunes uh, Nature Center and see the exhibit yourself. And if it's past, uh, you know, October of 2023, don't despair. This is an ongoing initiative. So you can go to the Facebook page that uh, Becky mentioned before and see what's going on right now. Okay. Well, we've got to wrap it up for today, but thank you again, Becky. And please, everyone, share this episode so we can get the word out. Thanks, Becky, for spending time with me today. Thank you.